Good morning and welcome to Tuesday morning, April the 25th in 2023 on When I Rise. Just eight months to Christmas, y'all. Today we continue year A, the fourth Sunday of Easter, and on the Tuesday of the week, let's take a look at the Psalm passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary in this week of the church's calendar year. And so we find ourselves in a familiar spot, Psalm 23, which we covered about a month ago. So if you'd like to go back to that one, that's fine. If not, I'm here for it. I'll give you another reflection on Psalm 23. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise, meet God together in a time of prayer. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He lets me rest in grassy meadows. He leads me to restful waters. He keeps me alive. He guides me in proper paths for the sake of his good name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no danger because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they protect me. You set a table for me right in front of my enemies. You bathe my head in oil. My cup is so full it spills over. Yes, goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the Lord's house as long as I live. This is the word of God for us. I think it's fair to say that sometimes religious communities, uh, we tend to over-scrutinize some things in the human experience, right? Um, sometimes we over-scrutinize uh, what movies people should watch or not, um, maybe uh, some different uh, social behaviors that some should do or not, right? I just remember like when I became a Christian in my teenage years, just what, I wasn't quite prepared for all like the secondary list of things sometimes unwritten rules that uh, we had to follow in order to feel like you're still part of the community, right? And I'm sure there's probably like every, you know, sectarian group, there's all these things that are coded in along the way that you just like learn along the way that aren't so quite clear right away. But I think one of the things that we I've seen to struggle with and trying to give language to is when is it okay to have ambition? When is it okay to uh, be proud of something, right? And it's not an easy answer. Right. Um, surely you've heard it before, but people will quote on the topic of pride, like, you know, pride comes before a fall and a haughty spirit before destruction. Right. And so you would conclude, OK, so like no pride at all. Right. But then it gets weird, like somebody shares a testimony at church or they um, you know, play for the first time in a praise band and you go up to them and you're just so proud of them. You're like, wow, like. The way that you told your story or the way that you played with the band was just so great. And they're led to say, you know what? It was all God. It wasn't me. And, and I don't know, maybe I'm just in a snarky phase of life. And I, I sometimes just want to shoot back and say, no, like if it was all God, it would have gone way better than that. <laughs> right. And so, I, but you know what they're doing there? They're deflecting because they don't want to fall prey to the snare of pride. Right. But Paul does say in a place like Galatians chapter six, that um, like you could be you can have pride as long as you don't compare yourself to another. And I don't know, in my reading of this very familiar passage, that's something that came to the surface today. Um, there, there's whoever the psalmist is, we, we ascribe it to David, um, and most people would probably conclude that. And there's a lot of 
um, good things that is that are listed in Psalm 23, right? Um, goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. Like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Like, these are things that, uh, it's like expressions of pride, right? God has prepared a table in the midst of my enemies, right? Where I don't feel like I always have to be in combat mode, but I could actually be in fellowship mode, even with my enemies. Like, there's even favor there to where we can share a meal without having to worry about uh, taking up arms against one another. Like, we could put down our weapons so that we could pick up our eating utensils. I mean, that's a great moment, right? So we just had this like sense where uh, whoever wrote this psalm, David or not, like they're they're very proud of what's going on in their life. Um, and so why is that acceptable? Where you know the boastfulness that against somebody else isn't so acceptable. And I think the key is in Galatians chapter six, without comparing yourself to one another. I think David is gushing about the good things that are happening in his life, and because of that, it's a good form of pride. It's a good form of boasting. Right? The boasting that we need to avoid is the comparison game, right? Because um, as we like to say to our kids in hockey, yeah, like you may have won this game and you may have won seven to one, but there's someone who could probably take us on and beat us seven to one tomorrow. Like there's always probably somebody better around the corner. We just we didn't have to play them today, right? So be proud of how we played today. Enjoy the game today because it could be tough sledding tomorrow, right? And so I, I think there's a sense where we can go into the school of uh, receiving compliments, of learning how to apply pride in the right ways. Because let's be honest, working hard for something and getting across the finish line, particularly when you're working with a group of people, like there's something quite spiritual about that. Of looking across the table and saying, not only did we accomplish something as a team, but we made some great memories along the way. And not only that, but we create a space for all of us to belong. And all of that is praiseworthy. And so what I think about Psalm 23 this week, I think of there are plenty of good things going in life that I don't have to ignore in order to create some sort of an elevated spirituality. But I can be so thankful for the good things that happened, the the good things that I've even done or participated in. Like, I don't have to be ashamed of that. But the guardrail that I need to put up today is I don't need to compare myself to others. So like just at the recording of this time, of this recording, um, my hockey team, like we, we won very easily yesterday and it was fun, but we didn't like um, brag in front of the team across the ice. Um, I think we all knew how the game was going to go because of how things have gone this season, but we shared, you know, 45 minutes of hockey together. Uh, there was laughter, there were smiles, there was congratulations at the end. There was no beef at the end of the game. So I think it's because we knew like, hey, like we're just going to enjoy this time together. Um, and it doesn't have to come at the expense of somebody else. And I think if you get to find yourself in the middle of a community like that, you find what uh, what they we talked about last week in Acts chapter two, this this camaraderie, this fellowship, or as you say in the Greek language, this koinonia, right? Of the sharing, of this on wonder, of this everyone's finding a place, and it's so provocative that more people want to join. And when more people join, we don't look at it like a pie where now then my slice is smaller. We just say, nah, like, let's go ahead and build that table a little bit longer. Let's continue to include as many people as possible and continue to make this thing work. Let's keep, let's take the show on the road and scoop other people who are looking and yearning for something like this along the way, right? And I think that's what Psalm 23, it trains us. It gives us a spirituality of enjoying life and enjoying life because there are good things about it. Like there's a benevolent universe that's given us good stuff. We don't have to feel awkward or weird to say that we're enjoying life. 
It's not going to afflict our spirituality. It's actually going to give us reasons to praise. So with those things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you this day, and we say in the same words of the psalmist that goodness and mercy follow us all the days of our life. And we thank you that if we look at the sum total of who we are and what we've been able to experience and see, we'd say that is good. It's brimming with goodness. And we attribute that to the way in which you love us and you love the world. God, forgive us for the times in which we take your goodness for granted, or we say that it's not enough. Um, God, teach us the ways of contentment, but also... Uh, teach us the ways of embracing the good and enjoying the good without any sort of sense of guilt or shame. So God, this day, I pray that you might find a faithful people, a humble people among us, but also a people that aren't afraid to share all the ways in which, God, you've been good to us. Help us to curb our enthusiasm if we try to use it as a way to compare ourselves with other people, but allow us to have the richness of pride, the sunny side of pride, which takes a look at all that you've given us how you've given us a chance to enjoy it because that you're building us into the people who you desire for us to be. And so God, this day, we thank you for how you'll provide for us today. You'll sustain us with your words today. And we still, so we thank you for it. We pray that we return praise back to you, that we, we would include all others in the midst of all this blessing. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. <music>